You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Get it on. Got to get it on. Judge the government day. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for uh, sharing CarCast. Find another car buddy and share it with him. I think it's a very unique show because uh, we do things that other people don't. Yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah Matt, we do. Matt, moderator, DeAndrea. I mean, Ren Sport and all these events, you know, the Midi and Goodwood and stuff. Who, who the hell else goes there? Yeah. They don't do that on NASCAR Roundup. <laughs> <laughs> Right? Right? Where's Rutledge Wood gone recently? <clears throat> Nowhere. No. Hell in a basket. <laughs> um, the uh, So a couple things. Uh, we want to cover the uh, 510 BRE build. Uh, I had another idea for a unique build yeah. that I'm into. And uh, also, um, I have footage. So you remember when we uh, did Ren Sport and at some point – Sean said, after I got back to the pits, and we were in the pit for a while, a little while, I'd changed or whatever. He said, oh, I noticed you lost a window on your driver's side. And I said, oh, yeah. And then he (laughs) said, yeah. And I said, yeah, I kind of remember maybe lap five or six something to my hard left flashing and then immediately being gone. And at the time when I was driving the car, I had it. uh, I'm a person that thinks a lot about stuff and obsesses a lot about stuff. But when you're racing a car, you don't have that much time to kind of really think like you think when you're driving your street car where you go, huh, what happened with that? You don't do yeah. a lot of pondering on the past because it's mainly just right. whatever the business in front of you is. You can show the, I'll show you the footage. We'll put it up. There. Oh, oh, I saw it. We'll put it up at carcastshow.com. The angle from the fenders is a much better <laughs> angle. And of course, it's on the straight at the fastest part of the track because that's when the wind was going the most. You can see the window bowing out wow it's funny that it it's it was literally i mean i guess it would work this way at your fastest it's the fourth gear coming over the top yeah, of the hill yeah. and the window just blew out and uh hmm. interesting mm, means i'm hauling ass yeah so uh or something's wrong with the window <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be that so uh now it was funny because it's good that we saw that. I didn't wasn't sure if we'd get it at the time. Well, I mean, Chris Max. Oh no, wait a minute. <laughs> I did this. So I at the time I was thinking I saw a flash and Max Pata, Kalen, or whomever. If you hear me talking of a story uh, on or off the air, go look for the footage. It may it may exist. I don't know if I talked about it on this show or on another show or I waited for it, but it was in my head that that window had blown out and that we'd probably have some footage of it. Um, In my mind, some flashy thing happened to my left. But if you look at where the window is and where my head is and the direction the track is going and the way the helmet 
kind of impedes on your peripheral vision, it'd be tough to see something that took place next to your head, essentially. And all I saw was what seemed like a momentary flash of light with something that's registered my head as debris. Okay. And all I thought was some piece of debris flew up on the track. That's all I thought. And And you didn't think it was you. I had a millisecond to process this flash of light. It's the fastest part of the track where you're having to brake and get into turn and whatever. You didn't immediately think tire gauge? (laughs) Because it could be. I got to tell you, the tire gauge story, the tire gauge story. We got footage of that too, of it on the track when we go back when you go back around for the next the tire gauge story is all you need to know about life (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah and i don't i don't mean that in a facetious way and uh and i'm not even using hyperbole i just mean it if you want to figure out life yeah if you want to live how i live and kind of know things in advance the tire gauge story is the only story you'll need, which is, I think it was the first rich white guy race. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you there for that? Yeah. That was the one we went to years ago. Laguna Seca used to put on this thing where guys would come out and you bring your cars and you test your cars and it's in March and it's cold and whatever and it's fine and it's good. And there's everything from sort of new cars like, there was an Aston Martin V8 Vantage and like full race trim that actually yeah. rolled at the corkscrew. And then there'd be guys with vintage cars and there'd be like Chip Connors and his 935 or his GTO, like these guys in their stacker rigs yeah, yeah. and everything. And I just call it the rich white guy race. Yeah. It's not even a race. It's just a track day for guys who have really expensive cars. And then like cars from the Mercedes Museum and stuff, like three in the world and Oh, yeah. That there kind of some, stuff. There were some pretty pricey cars there. That stuff would, would come out. And then there was us. And yeah. it was me and you and Les and uh, Fitzy's 280ZX. It wasn't exactly dialed in. Yeah. And we are going to go try Fitzy's car out on that track. Uh, and then the story of the tire gauge. First, uh, I want to thank Geico at geico.com, Castro, Titanium Strong for Maximum Engine Performance, and Zip Recruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com slash car. So we went out on the track, and I got in Fitzy's 280ZX, the one we sold on Bring a Trailer a couple months back, a year ago. And I started driving around the track. Now, they would just spread out. Might be you and the billion-dollar Mercedes, or might be the Aston Martin V8 Vantage. There might be anything out there. Yeah. And... There's a turbine car out there at one point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a chaparral. Yeah. And so I did, and one of these days, Max Pata will examine the game film, but I did a lap or a lap or two or a lap or three. And then at some point I came around turn five up the hill, starting to head up the hill, not to the corkscrew, but just starting to head up the hill on turn five. And I noticed a large tire gauge smack dab in the middle of the track. Yeah. The tire gauge is the one with the 
It's a little round gauge with the rubber around it with the little hose coming off of it. Like It's, a, it's not even a little hose. It, this yeah. one was the one with like the 14-inch hose. Right. And I saw it in the middle of the track, and I thought, who would do that? Yeah. What happened? How did that get there? How did that get there? And then I thought, well, somebody checked someone's tire pressure, and then they like set it on the roof of the car or something, and then the guy went back out. And that's how it ended up on the track. Or maybe yeah. he left it inside a big dip, deep dish rim or something, yeah. you know, and it got spun around and spit out yeah. on the track. Now, that's a great picture. When right? I say <laughs> the middle of the track, I mean the middle of the, of the track. And so this is all happening as I'm going 100 miles an hour. So my first thought is who did this? Yeah. My second thought was, we are the only real fuck-ups here. <laughs> Everyone else is like from the Mercedes Museum and has their double stackers and a guy's wearing jumpsuits. I was just talking suits. to the guy. He's like, I think this car's worth $50 million, but there's no value on it. Well, I can't sell it. Right. Right. <laughs> so, first thought, how did this get here? And then how did it appear a few laps in? Second thought, <laughs> we're the only fuck-ups here. <laughs> yeah. So this must have something to do with us. Third thought, it cannot have anything to do with us because I have driven past this corner three times now, and it wasn't there. It wasn't there. So from a deductive logic and reason standpoint, it would have to be the guy in the Chaparral turbine car and it was sitting on top of his wing or one of his guys or anybody. Actually, anybody but me because I've turned three laps yeah. and there's not been there and now it's there. Right. So the guy came in after me. Yeah. And that's how it got there. Okay. Could it you has guys to think, be. Guys, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be. How could it be any other thing than that? I had been around and Max Pat, we will follow this up and figure out how many laps I'd done. <laughs> but it cannot be anything else. But then I went back to my initial thought. <laughs> but me and Les, and to some degree Matt, we're the only real fuck-ups here. And this is a world-class fuck-up move. Yeah. <laughs> so could it be the guy from the Mercedes Museum who just well, fucking took the thing and sat on you, top you, of the car? You can start to think, if it is us, how did we do this? How did we manage to pull this off three or four laps into it? And I can't wrap my mind right. around it. It's a it. magic trick. It's like, how did, like, okay, we made that there. It's a very good chance we put that gauge there. Well, but how? No, there's a very good <laughs> chance in a bubble. It's, it, look, there's a 100% chance it's us in a bubble. Yeah. But because I've been around this corner three times and this wasn't there, now it's down to 0%. Because while we're the biggest fuck-ups here, it's impossible <laughs> that it be around. I went through the corkscrew. I did the hairpin. Yeah. How could it be? But then I started thinking on that same corner. Yeah. I did a big old tank slapper. I did a, th a move where the car started to get sideways I pulled it back the other way. It whipped around the other way. I corrected that, and it whipped around that way. 
Yeah. But I still wasn't... Got a nice, good, hard <laughs> fishtail in there. I quick. wasn't thinking that you can, you can watch the... Oh, yeah, yeah. That's me getting loose for the first time. Two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. That is not the tank slapper yet. The tank slapper is on turn five, and you show me another. It was another tank slapper. I did. Evidently, I'd done more than one where the thing got all loose. Squirrely, yeah. (laughs) But uh, it was turn five going up the hill, Max Pad. I turn and left, if you'd like to know, but. I didn't think about that. And then I got back into the pits and I said two things. <laughs> a, I did a colossal tank slapper on turn five. And B, some idiot <laughs> <coughs> left his brand new tire gauge yeah. right in the middle of turn five. Yeah. And, or just after turn five. And less than said, I'm missing my tire gauge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not really missing it. (laughs) Right. We know exactly where it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, except for it was run over multiple times. (laughs) And it was also funny because if you want to just go to the parable part of this whole thing, Les presented me with the thing. He didn't present it with me, but when we got to the track, he proudly brandished that tire gauge. He's like, hey, man. New tire gauge, check it out. Yeah. Like it was it was a fifty dollar tire gauge. Like this wasn't some plastic thing. Yeah. You know, that go that has a pen clip on it for your pocket. This is a this was a nice tire gauge. And he was like, Look at this tire gauge. Like, that's nice. I should have known it was over he, with. It. He left it on the wing, and the wing is very deep, kind of a bucket. The wing on the two eighty ZX Fitzy car has a high ledge all the way around the back and the sides. Yeah. So, like, would have to fall off the front. And it was so deep and so effective that it stayed on through the corkscrew and through everything yeah. else. But literally, the, the tank slapper, like, whipped it. The yeah, back end whipped around so hard. You know, that gauge has that, like, that rubber around it, you know? And right. that probably helped it from sliding around for a while. And then you're like... I'm going to eject this gauge. <laughs> let, me, let me just let me just get a little loose here and pop that thing off. All right, let me tell you about Zip Recruiter. <laughs> we'll see if we can find the footage. <laughs> Zip Recruiter. Oh man, you know what's not smart? Putting your tire gauge on a. Oh no, what's not smart? Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. You know what is smart? ZipRecruiter.com slash car. Go there. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for candidates. ZipRecruiter finds them for you. Powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. Rated number one by employers in the U.S. and right now. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter free at this exclusive web address. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash car. Try it out for free. You want a new mechanic or foreman, whatever you're looking for, ZipRecruiter.com slash car. The smartest way to hire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash car. Yeah. 
All right, so we can talk BRE. Max Paddock can find that left-hand tank. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. It's, uh, uh, it's it was a while ago. Yeah, so there are a lot of files on this computer. It's there. <laughs> I, I found the other one. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I'll give you this clue. There was no tire gauge on the track. And it was a left-hand turn. It was going up the hill, and it was a big old tank slapper. And we talked about it on this show and pulled it and looked at it and whatever. So maybe we need to do a little better job of titling our stuff. Yeah. I, I remember that when we – that for some reason we, we, we have footage from the front of the car where laps later you can see it crushed. Uh we do have that as yeah, well. Yeah, but I don't know that it was caught. It was caught by the rear camera. Oh, I don't. No, I don't. I don't know that either. Yeah, I think it went off to the side. I don't think the rear camera. All right, so uh, BRE, BRE. So I just uh, was over uh, walking through the through the shop on my way in, and and uh, snapped a picture of the five ten, and uh, quickly posted it to Instagram, and people were like, "What's that?" And I've realized we haven't talked about it yet. Or we might have mentioned we were getting it. Mm-hmm. Right? So BRE, in in the road-going department, I'm, I'm going to stay out of the off-road department. BRE made five 510 race cars. Um, yeah. They made the one that John Morton drove, 46, with the red livery. That is, I mean, it's a BRE livery, but it's the red hood. Uh, that's in the Nissan Museum. Right. They made the number I, I, I want, in no particular order. They made the Bobby Allison car with the blue hood and the BRE thing. Right. That's one I have. They made a third team car that evidently was destroyed. They made a privateer car that was just blue and white that evidently was destroyed. And they made a yellow and white privateer car last bre car they made to go to like jamaica or venezuela or something i think the yellow was like jamaica or something had to do with the indigenous flag of the land so they made three team cars and then two um privateer cars yeah Uh, the yellow one was the last one and as i think pete brock told me Kind of the most BRE of all the BREs because by then they'd all the things they'd learned, all the tricks and all the techniques and all the modifications went into that very last car. Yeah, and that's that's kind of Pete's thing. Is like he said about that when he was doing the Daytona Coupes. Is each one of the original ones got progressively better. No two were actually the same. He He was constantly evolving those cars. Right. So. That that car then went to like Jamaica, raced. It, it 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 didn't get too hacked up or whacked up or anything. It was in pretty decent shape. And uh, somebody in like New Mexico got it, brought it back, took it all apart, documented it, started in on the body, took the engine out, did did all the whatever, had it in a million pieces, and then just basically said, "I'm not going to finish this product." project i think it was two guys went in on it they had a little falling out and they just said let's just sell off the car so they just sold it off and i bought the world's most expensive 510 in a million pieces um (laughs) yeah i believe in bre 
I I I have I believe in Pete Brock. We love Pete Brock, but I've seen so many T-shirts and so many posters and so much BRE, just especially in the last few years. Yeah, not too many with the yellow car. None with the yellow car. (laughs) None. The thing that's look, you and I love a story, and. The thing I like about the yellow car, even though I'd much rather have John Morton's car, um, the thing I love about it is if you ever show up to an event with that car, someone's going to go, that's a nice 510. I get the BRE theme, but why'd you pick yellow? Yeah, why why wouldn't you you make the red, white, and blue? Do it like John Morton or do it like the Bobby Allison car. Like, do do the BRE. you know, you've seen a million BRE clone cars. They've never done yellow and white. Nobody's ever done the yellow one. <laughs> and then I It's would, cool, but it's not that great of a color combination. No, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. No, you're right. But it has some cool things. Like it has the roof yellow with the white and the yeah. BRE on the side is in red. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. And it the, the scheme, look, the colors are not great. The scheme is awesome. And the scheme yeah. is still there. The layout. Um, I think it'll be important to to have Pete pick the yellow. He's very particular on yes. on that, you know? So I said to him, uh, I didn't say to him, uh, if somebody said, if you're going to do a BRE clone, why would you do it in yellow? I would take great satisfaction in saying, oh, no, it's a real BRE car. Yeah. And then they'd go, no, it's not. And I'd go, oh, yeah, they made this car. First of all, why you come back with the no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how people treat that's me. That's how people <laughs> – that's what's going to happen. But so now you talked about the, the 510s, the BRE 510s, but there was the two Roadsters. They had, they had some other cars as well. But uh, after cars are gone, after cars are destroyed, after cars – you know, whatever, what's left in the BRE world? Right, it's we've got two five tens, we've got two roadsters, and the Nissan Museum car and the Hino truck. Yes, what's left in the road racing department? Yeah. I don't. There's a Z that has been nicely rebuilt, but it's not the original tub car. Yeah, I, calling it a clone would would be a little. I don't know. Nah, it's dismissive. Tribute plus. Tribute Plus, a very nice car, yeah. a friend of ours owns, but it's still not the yeah. BRE uh, 240Z. And after that, I don't think there's another Z that I'm aware of. And I think that's it in the road racing department. Now, there's some Baja stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So as far as BRE... As far as BRE and road racing goes, I do I'm, – I'm not using any hyperbole here. I think we have four BRE cars, two Roadsters, two 510s, and after that, there's a 510 that's in the Nissan Museum, and I think that's it with the road-going yeah. cars. The 240Z, that's the tribute cars, fantastic, but I, I don't think you would – it's not the original tub. Right. Right. As great as that car is, and it's got some pieces and stuff. On Lots it. it's, of pieces. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 badass. Yes. Um, so that's interesting because now you could have pretty much the only 
like four BRE racing cars in, in private ownership because then the Nissan Museum has theirs. And yep. and uh, and I, I think the yellow one is going to look especially cool when it's shown in the lineup with the others. And you could see all the colors and stuff that were used and see the Roadsters and the other 510, the Bobby Ellison 510. So that's what it is. It's the yellow BRE 510. And the picture I posted is <laughs> very raw it doesn't get more raw than that it's just the well you guys the body shell and it's, you can go back and find pictures online yeah, of that car you can start to see racing it's out there it's definitely out there and you can see some some historical photos and stuff of it which is which is kind of cool all right you got geico yeah i do everybody's got a to-do list you drop off dry cleaning you pick up some milk and now you can a you can add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. You just go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. So if you want some extra money in your pocket, this is the most rewarding to do you can do today. Go to geico.com. There you go, yeah. geico. All right, Max Patty, find anything? No, I mean just that first slide on a um, when you're making that right is the only thing that I was able to I was able to see. It's making a laugh. I know, yeah. So that's why. I, and and the, that was the one I showed you. Like, and I mean, you get you get do get. Well, really let me see it. it. Let me see that one again, and we'll see uh, if that's because you we, we could have been combining two two slides. Give a guy a quick thumbs up behind me. Like, hey, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> and this is the one that we isolated and posted um, when we talked about it. Yeah. No, wait. Keep going. Okay. Keep, keep going. No, no. That was the isolated video that, that Jeff cut last time. And oh. That's the one that we posted. So The um, thing that's it, weird is it's turning to the left. And it may be from a different... It may be from a different outing. Yeah. It's the same outing as the is the gauge on the track. It's definitely that day. Max Pata. Yeah, depending on what If you laps. go to gauge on the track, all you have to do is... Yeah, all you have to do. All you have to do is simply find the gauge on the track lap and go to the lap before that lap. No, I, don't, I don't think that the gauge on the track video is on this computer oh okay yeah, oh i see right. not the source video we right. just have what what was cut we together yeah. right, 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 right we just have what we posted online it's so on weird that we don't isolate i'm almost positive well i'll end up being right at some point but yeah we isolated <laughs> that. that what i did was a, a right hand attack it was a yeah. tank slapper yeah. but it wasn't a doozy of a tank although if you stop it at a certain point i was paint facing pretty far Ah, you were a rookie direction. back then. That was a good save. <laughs> it was a good save. You didn't have your uh, you didn't have your Trans Am p- trophy. You know my technique is uh, <laughs> let go of the wheel. Let go of the wheel. No, I remember that. <laughs> let the car yeah. let the car ride itself or uh, not. Car knows best. Either way, I'm not going to try to fix it by putting input into the wheel. It's <laughs> just weird because I see so many other videos where guys actually touch the wheel. Yeah, I don't understand. Me. I let that. Well, I'll let that car. I'll I'll lift both hands. Let it whip one way. Let the wheel whip around, and then I'll grab it again and try to straighten it out. Let's, otherwise, you could break a wrist. I 
Well, look, it's hard to argue with the results. You know, I got pretty <laughs> sideways and whipped it back around yeah. pretty fast. It didn't slow me down too much. Yeah, threw a thumbs up out the window. Yeah, I like, figured, any, good. Anyone who's behind me, unless yeah. they think I'm uh, sweating too much yeah. in here, I just gave my thumbs up. That's like, right. Hey, By the way, no hesitation on that thumbs up. That was right there. I You're like, barely boom, corrected boom, the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweat hasn't even activated yet. That's right. The thumbs up was out there. You were ready to go. So uh, the next project uh, we're trying to build is the uh, the Apple 935 replica as yeah. well. Yeah, I like this idea. I like this. I like this plan. So we found a uh, tub. Max Padab have to do this. I have to go to the other computer find that stuff for another show. Uh, we found a tub for seventy nine nine eleven. Yeah. And I like the idea of it being the right year because mm-hmm. uh, the car was a 79. Uh, I had a thought when I thought about we should rebuild that Apple car, make a tribute car as a 935. I had a thought of, oh, I bet a lot of those cars that came out here had sunroofs. Yeah. And, um, and of course, the one we found had a sunroof. I don't know. What percentage of 79 911 SCs that came to the United States had sunroofs? But I'm going to go with a lot back then. Yeah, probably a lot. Because back then, the 911 was getting a little more luxurious. It it was like all the cars, like the Z cars. They're a little less lean. They weren't what they were in 1973. And and back then, that's... That's something that a lot of the dealers, especially West Coast California dealers, would would order up for their for their lot. You know? Yeah, you know, like hey, I'm going to get five cars on the lot. I I want sunroof cars. Yeah, so I started to think, you know, the chances of you finding a clean '79 tub, yeah, with no sunroof, it's going to be slim to none. And then you'd have to buy the whole car and take the whole car apart and blah blah blah. But Sean was able to find a tub. Yeah. Uh, up north and had a sunroof, but Sean's handy with the welder. And we can just either skin it or we can patch it. Yeah, it would be easier to to find a hard top, you know, a coop top and drill out the spot welds and put put it on than it would be to to make a patch panel because it's so kind of round and bubbly. Yeah. You know, and really when you start doing the math on it, like – the patch panel is something Sean would have to do on an English wheel and put a lot of hours into. Swapping the two roofs is something that Jose can get in there with a spot welder and knock out eighty of those little spot welds and and get a jump on it. So just yeah, like where you're, where you're spending your money is you know time and material. You think a little more like maybe we should just swap the roof. Well, now as I think about it, when you think about putting in the cage putting in a lot of the braces and internals and things of that nature, maybe you'd be better off just removing the roof and leaving it off well, until you were done. It's actually a pretty good point. You could you can measure up and uh, your roll cage. You can do all the bends and put it in in the car with the sunroof roof before you cut that roof off. Get it all fitted in there with the bends and everything for your for your roll cage. And then cut the roof off, weld up your cage, 
it would be easier. Well, we, <laughs> and then you could send the whole thing out to powder coat and have the whole interior and everything. Just we have uh, the original aluminum roll cage already, yeah. so all we need to do is match that. Yeah. Then cut the roof off, then drop it in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The the roll cage, the aluminum we have now, maybe multiple pieces. It may be it joined is. together by. It is you multiple know, like pieces. Clamps, as these clamps it is, and, and it's part of the original look. But I also think a part of the original look was to try to get it in there without taking the roof off. Yeah. I don't know if well, you take the well, roof off, Kenepa you get swapped easier it. shot. Kenepa swapped the aluminum one out and put a, a, a real steel one in your 935 now. Yes. So there's also like, Kenepa, do you make the cages? Just send one and we'll put it in. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy it, put it in, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or I also think, Sean could whip that thing out pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty easily, easily because we have the template we of have, the aluminum and one we have the already. bender and, right. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, the one you have has a little crack in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, like that tab. <laughs> we like to play it safe. But anyway, we fix that. I think having, because everywhere we go, everyone wants the, the Apple liveried 935. Yeah. And I love it. And I love the livery and I love the. The uh, Kremer three body, and I love everything about it. I just not going to change it from Hawaiian Tropic, right? And it would be kind of neat to have the two cars together in one room and be able to to show it. And there is an argument was like uh, more power to anybody else that makes the Apple computer clone car. It's a cool car. If you're going to build one, might as well. But if you own the real car, don't you get like a little extra credit? <laughs> Maybe just like a little extra credit. Are you asking me? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking Chris. <laughs> I think you get. I think you get extra credit if you own the real. If you own the real car. If you own the real car. You get like a little extra, you know, green light, a little, you know, permission granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, to, to make the clone car, right? Yeah, sure. Thus, uh, thus is uh, this is what I'm doing. So we were at the Peterson at the big gala at the Peterson last weekend. Yeah. And uh, big, big fundraiser for them, big annual fundraiser, and they did more than than ever, I think. Leno was uh, up there, did a great 15-minute stand-up comedy set to kind of kick things off. Yeah, he did a good job. I, I forget how fantastic he is as a comedian. I think we all kind of do. I think Jay's kind of just turned into this mascot for cars or whatever. <laughs> but uh, really, you do forget how good he is at stand-up, and yeah. he just kicked ass. And comfortable and flawless, and it's just so much experience that he did great. It just we poured off him. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was great. Uh, Bruce Meyer was great. Tim Allen got up there. was great. We had uh, a great time. We had some great food. We had some great uh, fun and uh, great music, and they, they raised a, a bunch of money. The thing that was uh, funny <laughs> that I don't, think you, I don't think you caught this, but Bruce Meyer, we love. Bruce Meyer is like... I knew you were going to start the sentence with Bruce Meyer. <laughs> Bruce Meyer is like the matronly Jewish chick who's constantly at a party, like trying to set people up. Have you yeah. met Robbie? Have you met Robbie <laughs> Levine? No, I haven't. Come over yeah. here. Come over here. And it's like grabbing you by the shoulder. That's Sally Ann Conway. That's Sally Ann. Robbie, you guys talk. Come on, yeah. talk. And then... And then at some point he'd come up and he'd like need you guys to do something. Yeah. Like he'd go, "You guys hitting it off? You guys doing well? You having fun together? Good. The van's here. Let's unload it. Come on." And he'd like pull you, he'd pull you out to the van, and you'd like be unloading stuff yeah, and setting yeah. up or something. So he's always like putting, like, "Can we do this? Can we do that?" Yeah. So at some point, 
we're going to auction off the big thing, and that's a tour of Leno's garage. Yeah. And Leno is very generous, and he says, I'll, uh, so I know that's the thing. And so the big send-off is the auction. We're going to tour Leno's garage, and everybody who does it, he'll do 20 people, and they all pay a 1000 bucks or whatever it was, 5000 bucks or whatever. And yeah. Jail put in 10000 and it's all way more than generous. And and so Bruce, of course, he puts the he puts the claw on me before the yeah he show finds he's like, in, the, hey, in the lobby on the hey, way like listen, in the elevator. Yeah, he's like, hey man, I'm thinking we do Jay Leno's garage, and then we, after that we add this thing where it's Jay Leno's garage, Tim Allen's garage, and your garage is like the deluxe, the deluxe package. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, sure, Bruce, sure. whatever you want. We do it all the time, and uh, she's uh. Look, I mean, you can come any Saturday if you don't mind Lynette there just scrubbing and cleaning and mopping the floor. I mean, you're, you're kind of, I'll tell her to take a break, and then we can walk around. But she's right, always yeah. just going at it, you know. And, and um, I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. And he said, okay. And so I was sitting there the whole auction. Now, to be truthful, I'd had a pretty damn long day on that Friday and I hadn't been, I'd been traveling a lot and stuff like that. So, like, midway through the auction, I probably would have slid out of the place. Yeah. But I knew I was up there. Like, he, Bruce oh, would be right, calling right. me yeah. up the stage he, or whatever. He basically obligated you to, to, so I watched, to do something I watched the whole him. auction. And then they did Leno's. And they, like, brought all the 25 people that were going to do yeah, whatever. Yeah. And there were it was all going to happen. And they're all going to Leno's garage and... Leno's kicked in 10 grand and blah, blah, blah. And then at some point I hear Bruce like sort of off the mic, but I'm the only one in the room who really knows what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And Bruce goes, uh, hey, Jay, uh, we're going to do one more with you and Adam and Tim's garage. And you just hear Jay kind of go, well, $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce, Bruce is like, yeah, but if we could get, and he's like, Bruce, I mean, <laughs> and, and like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, and I realized at that moment, I was not, you're on, off, you're I was off the hook. Yeah, here you are at the table, like making sure there's nothing in your teeth, grabbing a mint. And, yeah, uh, because, going, yeah, a little swish of water. All right. Bruce, <laughs> God bless Bruce. Bruce thought there was another 10 bucks in that room yeah. that he's going to squeeze like a bar rag out of these people. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of gave the Jay the, we can, whatever. Yeah. Jay kind of gave the, eh, I got 25 people coming over. To be fair, I, Jay Little's garage is enough. Like, it's enough. It's enough. I did ten grand. I think we're we're good for tonight. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what Jay Jay on. gave him, and uh, Jay gave him a little moving on. And Bruce was like, "All right, <laughs> all right." <laughs> Listen, and in my feeling, this is not an indictment of either man. My feeling is they're both right. Bruce was like, "Hey, man, I'm here to raise money, yeah, and I'm going to ask for everything I can get all the time." I got Carol and Tim Allen lined up already. Yeah, they're in the room. They're here. We're going to do this. Jay was like, "I got 25 people up on stage. They're all kicking in five grand or whatever it is. I'm kicking in ten. Yeah, my work is done. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Fair. It's fair. Very fair. It's very fair. Yeah. All right. Hit Castro. All right. Heat, friction, and viscosity break down and rob your engine of maximum performance. Friction results in a loss of performance of up to 10%. Castrol Edge is engineered with fluid titanium technology. It physically transforms to be stronger under pressure. 
This helps fight friction and deliver maximum levels of performance from your car. It's three times stronger against viscosity breakdown than leading oils. Castrol Edge, unlock the true performance in your car's engine. All right, that is Castrol Edge. Uh, live shows everywhere. Go to adamcarolla.com. Say hi to Lynette over at uh, Corolla Drinks. Get some uh, endless rant for your Sunday football, total wines, and more. You can go to CorollaDrinks.com and get some Mangria and all that good stuff. Uh, Corolla, Adam Corolla goes racing. New vids out, and uh, they're good. Goodwood and all that. You go We've to got Motor- two more up right now. Go to MotorTrend.com slash Adam. And, Goldberg's uh, in there. You see what happened to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Goldberg in his truck. What do you got, uh Matt? You know, uh, uh, one thing I want to add is uh, my website, motorator.com. I, I, I'm back up and doing it, so I'm blogging about new performance parts. So if anybody wants to read about cool new stuff, go there, check it out, and let me know what you think. So, till next time, Adam Crawford, Matt, the Motorator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.